Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit, and in this session, we're going to be chatting with John Jantz. He's been called the world's most practical small business expert since he consistently delivers these real-world, proven marketing ideas and strategies for small business. He's a marketing consultant, speaker, and best-selling author with numerous books. There's Duct Tape Marketing, Duct Tape Selling, The Referral Engine, and many more. I actually first got to know of John's work by reading Duct Tape Marketing. I had someone recommend it, and I absolutely loved it. I loved it because it felt like a system. There were very clear, actionable steps that got very specific outcomes. So late last year, I was actually approached by Michael Gerber to launch the last book in his E-Myth series called Beyond the E-Myth. And I was chatting with him, Michael and his wife, and we were talking about different people to get involved in that launch. And they suggested I get in contact with John Jantz. So it was kind of everything lined up at the right time. So I knew when we started to organize this particular summit that I wanted to get John involved. So it's with great pleasure that I'd like to welcome John Jantz to the Business Systems Summit. Hey, thanks, David. So we are going to talk about uh, something I call the referral engine, which is actually a title of one of my books. It's also my favorite marketing channel. And I think for a lot of small businesses, it is actually the way that, in fact, I, I surveyed thousands of small business owners when I wrote this book a few years back. And it was by far and away the number one way that most small businesses get started and, and kind of grow their business by word of mouth and people talking about the great job they did. But what's interesting is uh, of that same group that that all claimed referrals were really an awesome way to build business, uh, very few had a very systematic approach or, or really did anything <laughs> to kind of stimulate referrals. And so, you know, that was in a lot of ways the uh, the whole kind of the essence of this book is that it's a great Everybody knows it's a great marketing channel, but few do much about it. And so that's what I want to spend time talking about today really is is this idea of using referrals as an intentional channel, not just doing good work and hoping referrals happen, but actually stimulating that uh, your referability. So the one thing I want to talk about, I've already talked about what a great channel this is. And the most important thing when it comes to referrals is this idea of trust. It is I think for businesses today, it's the most important ingredient. And certainly when it comes to referrals, you're borrowing someone else's trust. They are lending trust. And so how you keep that trust, how you honor that trust is really going to determine to a large degree uh, how you do in this referral channel. This is a somewhat dated, actually, survey from Nielsen, but I suspect these numbers have actually just gone up um, that, uh, you know, people don't trust advertising, especially online advertising today so much that we're hammered with. But 92% of people, and this was, again, a few years old, uh, stated that, that that's, you know, a recommendation from a friend or a referral from a friend was probably the most, by far and away, the most trustworthy thing that they could get. And, and frankly, I, w- I would extend that not to just a recommendation from somebody I know. I think referrals and recommendations and things that we're finding in Facebook groups and you know on third-party sites, you know, I think we're we're putting a ton of stock in that as well. So this has to be something that you go out and really actively, intentionally uh, focus on if you're going to generate referrals. But I'll, I'll really get. I mean, we can you know we can sit around and maybe uh, 
you know, talk about a, a cricket game or something, uh, a rugby or whatever it is you guys play. I know it's not baseball <laughs> at some point because I'm going to give you the answer here in the first five minutes. So the secret to getting more referrals is to just be more referable. And I know that may for some of you be a real letdown or disappointment, but I can show you all the ninja referral tricks, you know, that I can possibly think of. But if you don't deserve referrals, if you're not doing things to delight and and thrill your customers, you're not going to receive them. And so there are a lot of companies out there that have good products, that have good services, that have good solutions, but they don't wrap that in a total experience. And that's really going to be the focus of being more referable. So I'm going to talk first about that idea. And I, I actually had a couple, if you go to Amazon or anywhere you buy books, there's a couple of negative reviews on the book. There's fortunately hundreds of very positive reviews, but the couple of negative reviews focus on the, on the fact that I do spend about the first half so, you know, teaching this idea of how to create a business that is referable. And I think a lot of people just anticipate that you know referrals are just about the way that you ask or the trick that you play on somebody. And it really ha- has as much to do with somebody wanting to refer you as it is uh, you asking to be referred. So let's talk a little bit about this process of being more referable. Referrals require a guided journey. Even those companies that have just raving fans, um, if they aren't helping them and making it easy for them and showing them how to refer, a lot of cases it's not going to happen or certainly not going to happen at the level at which you would like it to happen. So I know there are people there. I know there are people listening to this right now who just believe that all you have to do is good work and referrals will come. And that I've even had people tell me, well, I don't want to ask for referrals. That's like begging. And frankly, I think we're wired to give referrals. People love to talk about great experiences. They love to be seen as somebody who can share, you know, yes, this is my recommendation. These are the people you should do business with. And I think that that if we don't give that that opportunity, or worse yet, if you can't help somebody get the, you know, somebody else get the value that you're delivering, then you're in a lot of ways, you're doing a disservice to the world. (laughs) Because if you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt that you provide tremendous value, then I think it part of your job really is to make sure as many people as possible can get that value. So get over the asking for referrals. (laughs) It's going to be part of how you're going to save the world. Look at it that way. So the marketing funnel that so many people Certainly, we're taught in school. They talk about it all the time. In fact, the the, the whole new online generation uh, is talking about funnels like crazy right now, you know, as kind of that way to just, you know, get a whole bunch of people up there at the top and just, you know, choke enough of them through that little point there and you're going to do business. And really, when it comes to lead and referral generation, a happy customer is always going to be your best tool. In fact, if you were to focus on the customer experience and make sure that people are delighted and emotionally <laughs> charged to share your business, you never have to create another lead funnel again because business will come to you. Here's a couple statistics again. I would suggest these are higher. This is a few years old uh, too. This was a survey done by the Conference Executive Board, 2200 uh, B2B businesses in this case, and 57% of them claim that they, they made a purchase decision before they ever talked to a supplier. So in other words, they went out, mm. like we all do now, <laughs> we go do research, we go to a website, we go here, we get on a Facebook group and ask our friends. And a lot of times, you know, by the time somebody comes to your website or by the time somebody contacts you, 
they've already decided. And, and of course, you know, they may have gone somewhere else <laughs> and decided that they're going to buy from them. Now, here's what's interesting. That same group, 53% of them say, said, however, that the sales experience itself was the reason that they stayed loyal. Everybody believes that, oh, we just have to get all this traffic and we have to get all this awareness. We have to just get people to our website and, and, and that's how we'll make customers. And while you may create awareness, you may actually make sales there where the real goal is after somebody says, yes, I want to buy. And so I think we as organizations, especially if you want to generate referrals, we do have to get involved in the customer journey at a very early point. We have to make them aware of our business, but we have to stay involved, I think, at a very late point as well so that we can make sure that we can take advantage of all the repeat sales and the upsells and the fact that somebody who really loves you will go and tell 10 or 20 of their friends you know that all has to be intentional it doesn't we can't just leave that to accident the typical marketing funnel kind of says this that marketing puts out some content or a message or an ad and Maybe they send it over to the sales team. When a lead comes in, the sales team pitches it to the service team, and voila, we just have a loyal customer. Just this you know, straight line. And maybe there was a day <laughs> when the customer journey looked just like this. But today, I would like to suggest it looks <laughs> a lot more like this. Yeah. Many of the ways in which uh, our prospects and customers come to know us, come to make decisions about buying from us, are a little bit out of our control. And so, I talk about this idea that we no longer are just creating demand. We have to actually think about our marketing as organizing behavior because I think there are behaviors. In fact, we've identified seven behaviors that we believe most people want to participate in with the companies that they do business with. And they are no like trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer. So in other words, we certainly want to come to know the companies that can help us solve our problems. As we are getting to know them, we certainly want to like them or like what they're saying or, or relate to their message. We're not going to buy from a company that, does, that we don't feel we can trust. I love it when a company gives me the opportunity to try or experience you know, what they do so that you know, maybe before I have to make a full commitment. I mean, uh, obviously, you see that on a lot of the online tools now. The, the, the free 30-day trial you know, has become almost a must. I think almost every business needs to have their version of that. It doesn't have to be free. It doesn't have to be 30 days, but there has to be some way for them to experience you. Obviously, we want as consumers, as buyers, as customers to have the buying experience stay just as high as everything that brought us to that point, right? I mean, how many times have you had a great sales experience only for, the, for, for you to say, okay, I want to buy now. And the, the experience goes you know, immediately downhill. And I think a lot of businesses are very wired for the kind of the chase. But the real money long-term is in that experience staying just as high. The, 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 the handoff that may occur from you know, sales to service needs to be a very intentional part of your marketing. Obviously, repeat business you know, I can't tell you how many businesses I've gone into and they said, boy, sales are really down. What, you know, what can you do to help us? And I said, well, give me your past customer list. Let's send them an email. Oh, great idea. <laughs> we haven't talked to them for six months. I wonder what they're up to. And, you know, as simple and as silly as that sounds, you know, having an intentional process to, to stay top of mind, to, to tell customers, hey, we appreciate you and we want to, we'd like to do more business with you. And then, and then obviously having a, an intentional way in which you are going to seek and stimulate referrals. And that, that 
These are seven behaviors that I think people want to participate in. As I said, I think people are wired to give referrals, but we typically don't talk about, you know, perfectly satisfactory experiences. I mean, we rave about the companies that do what they said they were going to do, but then they gave us such a great experience or we enjoyed their people or we enjoyed the process so much that we're willing to go out and tell people. Because I mean, you know, how many times have you been surprised lately by a company that over-delivered? It just doesn't happen. And so, you know, we're so willing to go talk about it when it does happen. I think um, this particular map here, this almost feels like an overview system because it kind of covers everything from the prospect all through to them working with you and then hopefully referring your work after. And each one of those bullets could potentially become a system in itself to do that particular step or that bullet really, really well. So quite, I quite like this slide as far as encapsulating everything that probably needs to be included when thinking about more of a complete marketing strategy or plan. Well, there's no question. I actually refer to this as a framework. Um, yeah. It can work as a global framework to help you kind of say, here's what our approach to marketing is going to be. Uh, but we also then uh, drill down and say, okay, we have a new product we want to launch. You know, what is our, we call this the marketing hourglass. You know, what is our hourglass strategy for a product launch or for a sale? I've used it internally with teams that, you know, want to bring in a new software and they, they need to get buy-in and they need to get people to, to trust the process. They need to get them to try it. And then they need to create evangelists, you know, inside the organization. So there are so many ways that, that this applies to, as you said, as, as mm. kind of a, an overview of a system by itself. Love it. So when it comes to, again, kind of the global framework of a business, you know, typically what we will do is, is, you know, there's so many times when, you know, we'll just walk in and say, okay, you know, what's the customer experience look like? What are all the ways in which uh, somebody comes into contact with the business through marketing and sales and project managers and subcontractors and the whole education process and the whole follow-up process, even finance really in a lot of ways performs a marketing function. And so, you know, a lot of times what we try to do is as we're kind of analyzing and trying to set one of these up is really just look at all those touch points, you know, just like make me a customer going through your business and, and let's see what all those experiences are. And again, you know, a lot of people are, you know, this is the point where people start saying, I thought this was about referrals. (laughs) And the problem is without this framework, without this great experience or without at least understanding, you know, the experience that a customer has, it's very difficult for you to delight that customer in a way that they want to give referrals. I was speaking with a, a group of orthodontists. And the question I asked them was, you know, what's the number one, you know, secret to success with all of your clients? What, what is going to guarantee that they succeed with their braces? And, you know, to a person, they said, well, they've got a floss when they have their braces on. I said, okay, what's the number one thing stopping them from getting a great result you know, with their braces? Well, they hate to floss. So I use this all the time because I think partly because it gets people's attention. <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but what my real point here is that, you know, once a quarter, you should pick out a customer and you should just go live with them, you know, as they experience your business. You should maybe make them a special offer to actually like journal about their exact experience, you know, when they went on your website, when they got an email from you, what did they think then? And really just 
kind of get deep into you know how they experience your business or experience all the ways of going through your business and all the contacts in your business because uh, you know I assure you <laughs> there are things that you set up long ago and experiences that aren't very good people maybe fight through them and the friction doesn't stop them from buying but it, it is slowing down the, the their ability to have a great experience with your business and yet to Truthfully, the only way to do it is to go see it through their eyes again. And, and that's a tough thing to do. That's why I think you, you, know, you want to incentivize somebody to actually help you do it. I want to, I'm going to get into some of the actual you know, referral systems that we do like to help people set up when it comes to, you know, now that they've got themselves very referable, now we can go in and make sure that we can maximize that. But I always like to throw this in, and this is kind of a, this is supposed to be like a Band-Aid for people a little bit here because, I don't know, do you have that brand in Australia? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surely that's not, a, not just a U.S. brand. <laughs> the, the idea is that so many people are in pain because all the marketers like me out there are telling them they have to produce content and content is king and content is whatever we want to call it. And one of the best reasons to produce content is for referrals. And what I mean by that is that if you can produce great content, if you can produce great eBooks, if you can produce great webinars, <laughs> you can actually go to strategic partners and say, hey, how would you like to share my eBook? Or how would you like to have me come talk to your audience about this great educational webinar that I've produced? You can actually use content as one of the greatest ways to generate referrals by getting in front of other people's audiences and having them refer you because you have something great to share, not because you're going to sell. So if you're needing a little extra leverage for why to spend all this time and effort in producing content, I'm going to tell you, it is for me, it's been the number one way that I have received referrals over the years is by offering other people my content and letting them share it. When it comes to building your marketing hourglass, um, here's one bit of, uh, of advice I would give you. So I talked about this know, like, trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer. Well, that's the linear path. That's the path we want our customers to take. So consequently, we focus on what's the ad got to look like and what's the email copy got to be to get them to click, you know, and to get people to share it so we create awareness. So we all want to start there. And what I would suggest is that you start with what do you want people thinking, feeling, doing 90 days after they buy from you? What do you want them feeling, thinking, doing 45 days after? How do you want them to feel the minute they sign and, or click to buy? The reason I say that is if, if, if we start with the end in mind, right? The end is that 100% of our customers are going to refer us. If we start with that end in mind, uh, we're going to do a lot better job, I think, at creating the processes and touch points and campaigns and maybe even adding on services <laughs> than if we start with how do we get them to click. So by working backwards, you'll create a much better customer experience because you, you won't get worn out you know, <laughs> at the end trying to figure out, okay, how do, we, you know, how do we get them to refer us now? Start with how do we get them to refer us and work backwards. So let's talk about some of your referral programs. Now that you are rocking and rolling, you have a great customer experience, now we can put a few things in place that are going to practically ensure that your happy customers want to sing your praises. So the first one is, and, and by the way, if you're taking notes here today, I'm going to share about six different ways to generate referrals, and I'm going to suggest most of you need to do all of them. Okay, so let's just get that on the table right now because there is no one magic trick. It really is a combination of doing a number of things that make it easy for people to refer, that, that keep you top of mind, that, that you know, a lot of businesses are in 
in businesses where somebody has to have a life event happen you know, before they're going to need what you do. And so consequently, it, you know, you're sending out that once a year request for referrals is not going to do it. You know, when nine months later, a friend comes to him and says, you know, anybody who does X, if you've got referral folks that are referring, I mean, they, they have fought through your resistance to refer, <laughs> to be referable, and they love you and they're out there already referring you. I call those their champions. And most businesses, 10, 15, maybe even 20% of their customers fit into this category. They love what you do. They love telling people about what you do. And you're thankful. You know, maybe even send them like a Starbucks card or something <laughs> because they sent you a referral. And what I would suggest is that those are the people that you could actually get the most new referrals from, more referrals from, because they're already wired. They're already doing it. You just have to make it easy for them. You have to motivate them in some ways uh, to do even more. And really, you know, so I call this your champion referral program. Really what you want to do is just identify who those folks are, make sure that they know what an ideal, you know, referral looks like so that they're referring the right uh, folks to you. Maybe put something in their hands, give them some sort of compelling offer, a contest or something. Promote the fact internally that you have this champion program for anybody that wants to be a participant. You know, keep reminding them, bring them together. <laughs> a lot of times, just facilitating, you know, bringing together your referral champions for a customer appreciation type of event. I mean, that can be enough in many cases to get them, you know, really motivated to talk about you even more. Make it a club. Do everything you can to stay top of mind with this select group. In some environments, maybe there's ways that you can collaborate or get them to, to collaborate with each other. You know, celebrate with them. Have, you know, ho have holiday events with them. You know, put some sort of competition element to it. Some some people will do a lot to get a fruit basket or something, you know, at, at the end of, uh, you know, end of the quarter. So, uh, you know, put that kind of stoke that little competitiveness that's out there. One of the things that, that you have to do, and I could have put this anywhere in this deck, but uh, I chose to put it right here as I was getting into some of these referral ideas is that you have to be able, very clear, some, you know, the only downside I ever hear of people with referrals is they're like, well, we got lots of referrals, but 50% of them have no money or they're not the right kind of, you know, referral and we waste a whole bunch of time. Well, that's partly your fault because you haven't told your referral sources how they could spot your ideal client your ideal customer. So that's a piece that you need to actually be able to communicate over and over again. So an ideal client just for easy um, sake is that you could look at your business right now and say, if I had eight or 10 more, just like that, <laughs> you know, so are there eight or 10 clients in your business, customers in your business today that you could say that about the, you know, who are they? What do they look like? You know, sketch them out. What, what is their problem that they're having? You know, what are they trying to solve? I mean, know everything you can about them because you want to be able to communicate to that to people, to your referral sources. So there are different types of programs. And when I said, I want you to do them all, I really mean all of these could have some home in a business. This is not like, okay, I'm going to pick that one and do it. Because it's like a lot of things. It's kind of the the sort of collective momentum of doing a number of things that really makes all of them better. So to jump in, I'll just give you a couple examples. You should have a direct offer. And not every business will be able to do every one of these because there are certain constraints, you know, to certain businesses, but you should have a direct offer. So this was a remodeling contractor actually that, that did, uh, uh, we had a program where uh, we called it Carpenter for a Day. So they had people that did refer them and they, I think when I started working with them, they used to offer $1,000 if you re referred them. Well, 
they work with pretty upscale clients. And a lot of their clients were kind of like, well, you know, that feels a little wrong telling my friend they should hire you and I get $1,000 out of that. But they also all had big homes that needed lots of, you know, little minor repair things done. And so we came up with this idea, whereas if you referred to us, we would give you a, one of their hired carpenters with a checklist of things to do for that day. And they all just loved it. You know, because that was that was actually harder to get for them than a thousand dollars was. <laughs> you know, getting those little things done that uh, their spouse wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, you know tackle was actually you know it was was a really great offer. So you know, everybody should have that kind of direct offer when they can. Should have something I call an implied offer, and so. This actually, you know, I talked about the content or doing, you know, the webinars. When somebody brings me in to do an event for them, you know, for their, a bank or something that brings me in to do a, a presentation for their small business clients, well, there is a very big implication that, that you know, I'm okay, <laughs> you know, that they trust me, you know, with their clients. They, they may not go as far as saying, you should hire John, but the implication is kind of there because they have presented me to their audience. The same remodeling contractor, we would we would actually, for every project, we would do a beautiful, you know, they took pictures of every project anyway, because they did for marketing. So they would, at the end, they would do a big, beautiful book and give that to them. And there, of course, there'd be a little ad for their business, so to speak, at the end of the book. And this was a nice enough piece that people would put on their coffee table and they would, That's awesome. they, they would show their friends this thing because, oh yeah, look what it used to look like. And oh my God, look at them when they tore all the cabinets out, how awful it was. And then we get to the finished product and all of a sudden it's kind of like, wow, that's an ad, <laughs> you know, uh, that's an implied referral for that business. I think you should have tangible offers too. One of my favorites is gift certificates. So one of the things we do with a lot of clients is about once a quarter, we will have them send a gift certificate to all of their clients for, it doesn't matter, it's, it's different offers for different types of businesses, but for say for like $100 and 100 US, so you know, it's huge in Australia. <laughs> but uh, that was a sore subject, wasn't it? I'm not gonna get invited, gonna get invited back now, am I? <laughs> but uh, some, some dollar amount that can be used on your next purchase and you send them an next one and say, and by the way, give this to a friend. And so now all of a sudden they've got something tangible. You know, a lot of times it's hard to make a referral to somebody to say, oh, you should do, you should hire so-and-so. But if you walk across the, the yard, backyard and hand over the, you know, your neighbor, hey, for your next heating and cooling, I just got the, here's a hundred dollars off on the guest ticket. So, you know, that kind of thing, again, send it out quarterly, doesn't cost you much, doesn't take much. It just helps you stay top of mind. I'm really a big proponent in getting involved in, you know, local businesses very embedded in their community. There are lots of organizations that need businesses to help them. And it can be a great sort of implied referral as well. So, you know, partnering with nonprofit agencies, promoting a special event that they are hosting or having say, you know, in June, 10% of all proceeds of this new product goes to our sales, goes to our partner, you know, XYZ nonprofit. And obviously it's a, you know, the support is a great thing, you know, for the community. That's a big part of, you know, there are a lot of people that they'd rather do business with a business that supports, you know, organizations in the community, but it also incentivizes that organization. I mean, they have donors and they have uh, sponsors and volunteers and staff members who would all probably spread the word about uh, this relationship or this partnership with their organization. So those are your kind of direct to customer approaches. Now, one that uh, I'll end up with today, really, that gets overlooked a lot of times is a strategic partner network. So, 
a lot of times, I mean, it's natural. We focus on our customers for referrals because, hey, they know how brilliant you are. You know, they've experienced it. You know, who better to talk about you? But they might only have four friends you know, who need you. The right strategic partner, which for me is another business that's non-competing, that has my same ideal client as part of their client base. Well, they might have four or 500 people that, that they could recommend you to or refer you to or introduce you to. So the idea behind this is, to create a formal strategic partner community. And what that starts with is not who can refer me, (laughs) where that starts with is who could I refer to my customers to help them get their other challenges. So I'm a marketing consultant and I see lots of businesses that could use some accounting help that might need a loan, that have some legal things that they might want to tie up in a partnership or something. And so I'm, I'm frequently asked for advice in other areas that have nothing to do with marketing. And I've learned long ago that I think I increase my value to my clients by also being seen as a resource to help them get everything they need done. I don't know about you, but if, you know, if I find somebody that always has the answer for a good recommendation, I go back to them all the time. I mean, that's a valuable person to me. So if you want to create this partner community, it starts with a frame of mind that says, you know, what are all the, who are all the team members that I need that are best of class that, that I can identify and recruit and activate, you know, as part of my strategic partner platform. So a couple of ways to find those people. You probably know half a dozen people you'd like to be doing business with, you'd like to be partnering with, but you're just not because you can't figure out, you know, how to get together. Um, so you may have identified some people by reputation because, gosh, everybody loves them. Uh, but I'd also tell you, go ask your clients. Who else do they love? <laughs> Who else do they recommend? Because in many cases, it will help you identify uh, some folks that are creating a great experience. But you've also already got that kind of shared customer, you know, as a, as a, a bit of a discussion point. So how are we going to recruit these folks? Well, the first thing is you have to get straight in your mind, you know, can you tell somebody how they're going to spot your ideal client? Do you have a way to tell somebody, here's how to present what we do that is unique? Here's the things that people say that would be a pretty good indication that they need our service. You know, if you have a referral offer, here's our referral offer. Tell them what you're going to do. If you give me a referral, here's what we're going to do with that referral. What's your marketing process? Now, if you just walked into somebody who was a potential strategic partner and said, here, I want to educate you on how to, how to tell you know, people about my business, you know, you might not, you might get a little chilly reception to that. Seems a little presumptuous, right? So here's what we created. Something we call the perfect introduction in reverse. So what if you identified these 25 businesses? I don't, doesn't matter what the number is, that you want to recruit as part of your partner platform. What if you sent those people? And again, it's important that, that you really do want to know these businesses, that you really do believe that they can help your clients. So send them a letter that says, hey, we have clients that I believe could use your services. And what we would love is if you would teach us the best way to refer you to our clients, should they have the need. So now all of a sudden, if you got that letter, would that pique your interest a little bit? It's like, oh, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) So the key is then we also will send them what our perfect introduction, which basically says, is basically a blank form that says, here, we've included a form for you to teach us the best way to spot your ideal client, the best way to present your core message, any referral offer, you know, what your marketing, essentially it's just a tool to make it easy for them to kind of educate you, right? Well, you also include yours as an example to show them how to fill this out. 
Now, I have clients that do that have done this over the years, and they get about a 50% return. Because it, again, if people are on the list for the right reason, and you are essentially saying, teach me how to refer you to my clients, I mean, who's not going to at least say, okay, you know, let, let me let me fill out this form or, you know, let's set a, a meeting up and, you know, let's talk. So that's, that's you know, that's step one. Um, and a lot of people can't even get to that point, right? I mean, they have four or five other businesses that they have this kind of casual relationship with. Maybe they do some referrals, you know, when it comes up. But this is a way for, for you to say, hey, here's my team now. I'm, I'm creating this team. But if it just stops with, hey, tell us how to refer you, you know, it's not going to go very far. So what you have to do is, you know, we've, we've recruited them. Now we're going to do this introductions. But now think of ways that you can actually uh, start working together because that's where I think people fall down. It's it, the whole relationship starts with when you have a client to send me, you know, I'll take care of them. It's like they can't really kind of get working together. So what if you just did an interview and put it on your website? What if you had a guest post that you could run or vice versa, ask them for a guest post? What if you could put together some special offers that you could, when you went out to clients, you could give discounts, you know, from your strategic partners away. Uh, obviously, if you've got referrals, start making referrals. Ratings and reviews have become a big part of, of the online ecosystem today. Start rating and reviewing each other. Become clients of each other. Think about creating events together. I, I have a, um, it was a lawyer, an accountant, and a banker that would put on these half-day uh, workshops that, that covered very important small business topics. They would each invite their small business customers, and lo and behold, they basically referred each other you know, as part of a strategic program, plus they produced a lot of incredible value for all the people that attended. So think about that idea. I mean, there I've you know, I've got what six or seven bullet points here, but there are hundreds of ways that you can actually formalize this partnership idea. And I think that's the part that's quite often missing. So you go out and you build this team with the intent of building this team, and then you look for ways to actually activate this team. And I guarantee if you start doing this, whether it's on a monthly basis or you know, via email or via, you know, some kind of Skype or Zoom call, you know, where you're actually working together, starting to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. I guarantee you this will turn into your most significant marketing channel. So, David, that's it. Yeah, I think um, what you went through there, it makes sense to start with the um, overall hourglass framework, because that kind of explains the entire ecosystem of good marketing and then particularly it's like we drilled straight into just the referral piece there and we kind of went quite deep and outlined potentially you know six or so different strategies that you could implement and then underneath that there was some very clear action steps so yeah pretty much uh, nailed the brief there and I know there's probably a few ways that people can get in contact with you obviously you've got this one up here so maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the uh, creating a referral engine. Yeah, so so this is a free ebook that um, uh, we'll have available as part of uh, the program. It's essentially what I talked about today, but it's 29 or 30 pages. I also have a book called The Referral Engine, which can be uh, acquired really anywhere that uh, you get books. Uh, you know, now we've got couple hundred pages of <laughs> what I talked about today. And then obviously uh, folks can find me at uh, ducttapemarketing.com and that's D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E marketing.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, John. That was, yeah, perfect. You hit, hit the brief incredibly well. Definitely love your work and love how actionable it is. So thank you for yeah, being so generous with your time.
and we'll continue with the Business Systems Summit. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.